This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, after an eight-year absence, Irish musician, comedian and raconteur Andreas de Stack from Galway is back in New Zealand. His uh, one-man theatre show around the world on 80 quid uh, won Best Solo Show at the New Zealand Fringe and uh, it secured Andreas the nomination for Most Outstanding Performer at the Dunedin Fringe Festival back in 2008 and it went on to further success. The Man from Ugaga is his uh, new show and Andreas de Stack brings it to New Zealand and to the new Edinburgh Folk Club in Dundas Street here in Dunedin this Saturday night and it's my pleasure to welcome Andreas to the Awesome Morning Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, how's it going? How are you all in Dunedin? Very well indeed. Now you will have fond memories of your last visit to these parts, I imagine. Yeah, I do. I remember it was kind of cold, which surprised me, but in a, not as cold as where I come from. But uh, I remember as well going to see the Albatross Sanctuary up in the hills. Beautiful spot indeed, and um, hopefully you'll get a bit of a chance to look around while you're here, Andreas. Um, now yeah, for, I'm flying in tonight. For those uh, who haven't experienced one of your kind of whirlwind performances, tell us a little about the elements that you bring together to tell your stories. Well, I suppose it's contemporary stories, you know, but it's told in a very kind of traditional fashion. Um, I come from an area where there's still a lot of the old traditional storytelling, and I combine the stories and the music are kind of intertwined. Um, sometimes the, the storytelling is a little bit poetic, um, but in a simple sense. And sometimes people, I don't know, people have compared it to Joyce. No, I'm not comparing myself to Joyce or anything like that, but um, some of the stories have a little bit of rhythm and rhyme, and, and they use a lot of elements of old traditional Gaelic storytelling. But then um, I usually tell stories about, you know, the people I know, the people I grew up with, and, you know, my own experience of, of life as an Irish person traveling around the world. You are a well-traveled man, uh, and you don't re- rely kind of solely on Celtic influences in your music. Do you consider yourself something of a musical magpie? Yeah, definitely a bit of a musical magpie, yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of gypsy music in the show, and in this show, I have a bit of blue, bluegrass and Cajun. I like, yeah, the world music, the, the violin tends to be, you know, a part, an instrument where I, I like to use all of the the influences from around the world. And then um, the storytelling then is kind of, you know, it's Irish comedy storytelling with kind of gypsy and bluegrass violin. Who were your early mentors, particularly when it came to mastering um, the fiddle? Um, I love the Galway City style of fiddle playing. Um, a lot of people probably don't know, but the west of Ireland had kind of like an ancient link with Spain and North Africa. And I, I kind of, I feel sometimes the music in Galway City has kind of a flamenco bounce. It's like a rumba. And, and there was some music from the 70s and 80s when I was a kid that, that kind of had that rhythm. I had that kind of fast kind of gypsy style. So... I like that in terms of music, but in terms of the storytelling, um, my father is a writer and a storyteller, and he recorded a lot of the old storytellers in Clare and in County Galway in the west of Ireland. And when I started to listen to music as a teenager, when I got into Irish traditional music, I'd listen to jigs and reels. But on the B-sides of some of the music tapes were like these old stories about fairies and stuff like that. So I suppose I, I was influenced both by the music and the storytelling of the area. 
It's always struck me that the fiddle of all instruments is probably one of the best to kind of travel with. You can travel light, you can set up and perform anywhere, and I suppose that's mm. the way you started? Yeah, I suppose I was just lucky. I was in school, I was 17, 18, and everyone was playing guitar, and some people were going folky to the Dylan singer-songwriter, and some people were going heavy metal to Metallica. And then around that time in the 90s when I was in school, you must have heard of the Waterboys. Yes, and the Waterboys were living in Galway City, and there was a kind of a folk, kind of a raggle-taggle revival where they were mixing kind of gypsy raggle-taggle with the kind of country vibes. And um, I just took to the raggle-taggle music, and I suppose I've just travelled and played violin all over the world since. Tell us about this show that you're bringing to New Zealand. What's the premise this time around? Um, yeah, so my last show around the world in 80 quid was about my own travels, this show is more about a character. He's called the man from Mugaga. He's a young man from an island who is very musical, but unfortunately he's no good at football. But he grows up in this town, and the town is obsessed with football, like the way maybe you have here with rugby or cricket in some parts of New Zealand. And um, But he has to use his musical skills to kind of help the team win the cup. And it kind of follows the lives of some of these guys from this west of Ireland town from the 80s right through the Irish economic boom to the economic bust to the current generation immigration where all of my generation, a lot of them are here in Christchurch, um, you know, rebuilding after the wake and more of them are scattered all over the world to Melbourne and Sydney. And it's about that, our generation. And then um, it, the show ends then when eventually in 2017 in their 30s and 40s, they eventually, you know, tune into the music, embrace their feminine soul and bring home the cup. So it's kind of, um, it's a bit fantastical, but it's good crack. It's kind of contemporary storytelling. So there is, you know, a definite narrative to this piece. How much do you allow for events of the day or events of the evening itself to create some content that's unique to each show? Yeah, I tend to absorb a bit. You know, like last night's show, I made reference to maybe some of the artists that are working here. I picked up a few stories in Wellington um, as well. I was working at, up there in Wellington and I did a festival, the Costella Festival, and all of that contributes to elements of the storytelling because sometimes when I do a little tour like this where I play smaller venues, it kind of strengthens the work. You know, it makes me it makes me change, we'll say it makes me slow down my, my, my speech and then it makes me... Um, to involve the audience, I have to make references to different things that I've heard throughout the day, you know. So, you know, I might say something about the albatross or various things in Dunedin or Christchurch. They, it tends to, um, I, I love, that. that's what I love about live shows is that it has to, you know, there's no art without communication and I always have to communicate with the audience as to what's going on in my life and their life and the various towns that we're in, you know. You mentioned uh, potentially having to slow down your speech. I know at yes. times it is quite rapid fire. Um, as you travel, have you found that certain cultures respond uh, differently to certain aspects of your show and you have to modify in that way? Yeah, I would find, um, you know, the Americans can't get it at all, really. <laughs> you know, I have to slow down a lot. They also sometimes don't get irony or sarcasm or certain kinds of wit. Uh, you know, uh, I just played, I was for St. Paddy's Day, I was in the States, Richmond, and I was in LA, and I had some gigs. And then I've toured Australia a few times, and I have to slow down a lot for them. 
But there's something magic about New Zealand. You know, as, as you know, when I came here in 2008, um, the show just took off in Wellington and, as you said, won the best solo show. And then when I got down to Dunedin, we had an extended run there for the Fringe. And I think there's something in the Kiwis, maybe it's the Scottish heritage, or but it's also, I think people here have a kind of, um, you know, when you look at some of the comedy and art that's come out in New Zealand, like, say, for example, Flight of the Concords or whatever, you know, people have a kind of under, deep understanding of wit and good, intelligent wit. You know, it doesn't have to be debase kind of general stand-up comedy. People are able to appreciate kind of witty art or kind of intellectual comedy. <laughs> Sorry if that sounds a bit arrogant, but do you know what I mean? There's kind of, um, there's an audience here that, that, that is able to appreciate something a little bit different if, if it's of a, qu- a good quality, I think. Well, I guess you're in a very good position to make that kind of judgment on it all. Um, oh, we see. That means if I'm shite, then that means that, you know, <laughs> that people don't understand it. But but people usually enjoy it. I, it surprises me, you know, even people who've never been to Ireland will walk out of the show and say they enjoyed it and they understood most of it. But yeah, people, I'm surprised at the reception it gets here in New Zealand. People like the sound of it and they, they like the idea of the music coming in and out of the stories and stuff. Do you have a home base at the moment? And how much time, if you have one, do you get to spend there? Um... Well, I was traveling for a few years, and then I was living in Melbourne, and then I went home to Ireland to work. Um, I got some tea. I'm a TV presenter for Gaelic language television. So when I get work, I'm at home, and I'm usually based between Galway and Dublin. Those two cities are only two hours apart. Uh, we have a Gaelic language TV station in Galway, in the west of Ireland, and then I work a bit in Dublin. So, yeah, the last few years I've been spending more time at home in Ireland. And oh, you see, my father lives in San Francisco, so I toured the States a bit. And I'm kind of, I suppose like a lot of people, I'm looking forward to moving home to to Dublin for a few years and then to Galway City in the west of Ireland. It must be a difficult prospect uh, maintaining um, regular relationships and friendships through this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, it is. Um but you know, I'm coming to the end of the 30s and I promised myself that this, this could be the last revolution around the world. It's interesting because um, this year, 2016, is the centenary of the, the Irish Rebellion of 1916 and a lot of talk about that revolution. And um, I'm touring this year. I've just come from the States. So it's kind of my last uh, revolution, I think. After this, I'm going to settle down and start planting organic vegetables and have a go. That's the plan. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that. Anyway, <laughs> we're looking forward to your performance here at the Edinburgh Folk Club in Dundas Street Saturday night. Tickets from Event Finder or from uh, Relics Record Store, $20. There will be uh, limited door sales, depending on how well uh, the pre-sales go in advance. Uh, Andreas Destek, this is uh, a, a final opportunity, I guess, to uh, tell our listeners uh, what they can expect uh, if they uh, come along to see you tomorrow night. Okay, yeah, it's going to be great crack. It's going to be, it's one big long story, but it's not boring. It's a lot of little stories, all intermingled with a bit of music. And um, it's kind of like Irish storytelling about contemporary subjects in a told in a traditional manner with a kind of a mixed in a bit of gypsy music, bluegrass fiddle and whatever you're having yourself. (laughs) Should be a great show. Thanks for joining us uh, on the program this morning. Hey, we've got a small slice of music here from the Sligo Rovers. Um, What can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. So one night, myself and a few of the lads, we were heading from um, Kerry in the south of Ireland back to Galway City where we live. 
and we stopped off in this town called Ennis and we pulled in and we did a bit of a recording and it's uh, I think it's mostly instrumental and um, that's the Sligo Rovers oh and it came from a piece of music we were playing in this town Sligo in the northwest of Ireland and they just won the soccer cup soccer's quite big in Sligo and we were playing tunes and then the whole town went went crazy because of the uh, they'd won the soccer so I suppose you know a lot of our music we like to, to dance that dance between music and sport you know there's some people who are good at both but some people who love music and some people who love sport and that's kind of what the show is about so enjoy that piece of music Alright thanks for joining us on the awesome morning show today and good luck for the rest of your time in New Zealand Brilliant Jeff thanks a million see you tomorrow night at the Edinburgh Folk Club This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air